is Nick Romolini and welcome to another episode of The, the Blank, Blank Page. It's crazy because in my headphones I have uh, some sort of interference from a Spanish-speaking radio station that I can hear and I'm always curious if it's going to appear in the recordings. It never does. Kind of be cool if it did. First of all, I just wanted to thank everybody for all their feedback and support so far, not just with putting out the podcast, but about the putt-putt dickhead dad, which like, you know, fuck that guy, but it's not really worth any more energy than that. I don't know. I'm like, who knows what his life is like, what he's going through at home, what fucking misery he might have in his life. But the ADHD shit is real. And thanks to everybody who's reached out to share their own experiences. There's been a lot of really heartfelt responses to it, which has really meant a lot to me. I'm glad the story connected and it's really nice to feel that solidarity. But uh, the ADHD thing, I guess it's like trending. I don't know, because it's like all the fuck over my social media. Every time I'm on Instagram, I'm getting ads for it. I get ads for ADHD medication. I get served like reels from people who have ADHD. It's kind of insane. I've never posted about it on there once. Like we know that all this shit just spies on us and we're just okay with it. But I guess it's spying on my phone calls. Because that's the only, I mean, I guess I've sent a DM and Instagram about somebody DM'd me like reaching out about the story that I told him when to talk about it. But like, I don't know. Regardless, I don't know if it's like actually hashtag trending or if the algorithm is just serving the fuck out of it to me. But either way, it's like unnerving, disheartening. I don't know. A quick update on the neighbor, the neighbor who can't stand if we're louder than library noise outside. She's now posted a new sign to the window, scrawled in Sharpie marker. It says working, working from, from home in all caps, like, like she's legitimately never even spoken to us. She averts her eyes whenever like we're coming or going from our place. And like a new sign in the window is going to make us like make our children stop playing on the trampoline during like daytime hours every once in a while and being loud. Like, I don't know, like just come over. Say hello. Talk to us about it. Hey, could you? I usually have conference calls during this time of the day. Is it possible for you guys to keep it down? Like, whatever. And obviously, I want to do some super passive aggressive shit, like print out a picture of noise canceling headphones from Amazon and like tape it to the fence next to the house. But like, I'm not going to be that petty. I just wish that people could treat other humans like human beings and like connect and interact and let's work this shit out together, you know? Anyway, so I want to talk about wanting to talk about my book and what it's actually about. What's it about? But I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm going to talk about how I want to talk about it soon and sh share that information. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're writing a book. What's it about? Sorry, that's how they would say it where I'm from. That's how they would ask me about the book, where I'm from. Anyway, no offense to anybody who's from where I'm from. I, I love you all deeply. What's the book about? <laughs> I want to share a quick update about the submission process of these essays, but there's another thing I need to talk about first. So I was looking at my high school senior yearbook the other day. I was sincerely doing that. Which is always a good choice for a casual weeknight activity. Something had come up in a Facebook group that I'm a member of talking about teachers from my high school. And I felt compelled to get out my yearbook and look one of these teachers up to remember their name. And uh, I started reading the messages and I was like, wow, 
I am remarkably similar to the exact same 16 year old that we were, that these people were referring to. I was, I turned 17 March of senior year and graduated in June. Because I skipped a grade. Fucking nerd. But I haven't changed all that much, really. And the one recurring theme was how much I fucked off and made people laugh and just took the piss out of every situation. And just, you know, when people were wishing me luck in college, they were like, just try to stay focused a little bit, you know, which again might tie back into the ADHD or whatever. But really, I just loved being with people and laughing with people. And I think that that kind of was a theme then too, which was interesting to see. It was interesting to see when I was reading my senior yearbook the other night, just to reminder. And of course it made me think like, how much do we really change? I know that I've evolved a lot, especially over these last few years to get to this point of self-reflection and things like that and be able to actually communicate these thoughts and ideas and feelings But ultimately, like at the core of who I am, I'm still the same exact kid who was fucking off in, you know, 11th grade anatomy and physiology and giving our cat that we were dissecting a name and randomly putting the dead frog into someone's back. Like just, you know, just just fucking around, man. Because that's I don't know. That's just what feels good in life to me. It's just to laugh and not take shit too seriously. You should should be be more serious, Nick. What I also did recently was this person who I went to college with popped into my head. And she was dating this guy who was also in the film program, I believe, at the time. And I looked her up and she's a very successful executive somewhere. And he's written for TV shows. His website is like, check out this show that I wrote for and this other, I mean, major TV show that he's written an episode for. And these were people who, (laughs) when I was in college, I was like these fucking squares, you know, because I was just, I was busy not wanting to be in college. It's not Not so so fucking fucking funny funny now, is is it, Nick? (laughs) And I was busy feeling desperate to drop out or, you know, I mean, the truth is I was completely fucking lost and had no idea what I was doing or what I wanted to do or where I was going or why I was there. That whole thing. Save it for the book. Anyway, and it just made me think like, man, I haven't done shit. Like these people are so fucking successful. This kid in particular is so fucking successful. He's such a success. And, and I'm out here, and what if nobody wants to listen to my podcast? <laughs> what, if, what, if this, what if this plan doesn't work? But everyone's path is their own, and I know that that wasn't mine, and, and I'm happy for those people and all their success, genuinely. And I also know that that was not the path for me, and this is my path, and it's okay. I cannot stop looking at analytics. I also... Cannot stop refreshing the submission page and the essays are now in progress at like eight or nine different publications. And today I received my first rejection from The Sun, which is a publication based in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And it was a very kind rejection letter. And 
I felt a lot of feelings because I've been really excited lately. I've had all this energy, you know, with doing this and feeling like I have some momentum going. And I'm like, <laughs> and somewhere in the recesses of my brain, I was like, for sure, the first response I'm going to get is acceptance and I'm going to have to withdraw my submission from all these other places. And it was a humbling and sobering moment to get the rejection. And also has made me be like, what if nobody wants to fucking publish my shit? And what if, what if, what if, what if, what if nobody listens to this? What if nobody wants to publish anything? What if nobody wants to buy my book? What if, what if nothing ever happens, you know? And I also have this lingering health issue that is not life threatening or anything, but is very annoying. And it's something that I need to address soon. And I'll probably address here soon. But it just feels like all the things, they all kind of, everything hits at once. And then I'm like, how long is Mercury in retrograde for? Because I can't fucking take this anymore. And if I match back to the date when this spinning began, it coincides with when Mercury was in, maybe, maybe it coincides with it. But more likely, it's just a convenient. Didn't you mean to say for how long is Mercury in retrograde? Dangling, Dangling preposition. And if I can just figure out the day when this is going to be over, then I'll at least be able to look forward to the merciful release of these extra erratic mood swings. I was thinking about film school recently, actually. And I was thinking about my FMA 101 class, Film and Media Arts 101 at Temple University back in... 2002 I believe and we had the lecture and then we had the whatever the fuck the smaller class was that was taught by the TA and I remember being in the smaller class that was taught by the TA and she asked a question of the class and I guess she noticed that I wasn't paying attention and was fucking off and she was like Nick what do you think in a kind of gotcha moment for Stephanie, the TA. I'll call her Stephanie because that was her name. And she said, what, what do, you do you think, think the, the black, black and, and white aesthetic, aesthetic indicates in, in a, a film? film? And I said, after a prolonged pause, it gives that real movie feel. Which she mockingly repeated and said, huh, it, gives it gives that, that real, real movie, movie feel, feel huh? huh? Now, of course, I now, as a 38-year-old, understand that it gives a gritty rawness. God, I still, I still would be scared to fucking answer that question. Fucking idiot! But, like, as a first-year film student with no real understanding of cinema... Cinema. And a very limited attention span because of, you know... This always felt unfair to me. And like she was calling me out in a way that just wasn't fucking cool and like wanted to like get me. I'm going to get him because he's fucking off and he's having too much fun and he should be paying attention. Now I'm going to fucking get him. <laughs> anyway, I guess it just ties back to the college thing and the high school thing and all these fucking things I'm just fucking trying to figure out right now. I know that I have so much more equanimity now than I used to, and I know that I can recognize the ambivalence in my own feelings about 
myself and other people and situations. And I know that I'm so much better equipped to navigate the world now than I ever have been before. You sure about that? Yes, I am sure about that. Shh. And yet there are still speed bumps as I go. And there are still these little hitches along the way that I'm much better at navigating than I used to be, but they still catch me off guard. I'm glad to be in a place where now I know that nothing lasts forever. And so when I'm stuck in these moments, I am cognizant that they will pass, but it's still difficult. It's still difficult to be in when you're in it. I keep thinking that there's this other destination that I'm going to get to at some point and everything's going to be cool. I mean, I know that it's not like a geographical place or like a career thing or, I mean, maybe I kind of think it's a career thing, but I know there will be something else there too. I know that the only way things continue to improve is if I continue to be open and honest and reflective and keep trying my best to recognize where I've gone astray and what I could have done differently and to have a real honest assessment of where my life is and where I am as a person. But it's hard not to fantasize that once I'm, once I'm on that beach, everything will be cool. Everything will be real cool. Dude, why the fuck are you reading your high school yearbook? Like, what is wrong with you? But I know that the truth is that I need to just keep pushing forward and that I need to just keep doing the work and knowing that I'm on the ground and keeping the focus on the things that I can control and doing my best to be a good and present father and husband and everything else will fall into place. I always perseverate about the things that are most out of my control. I do it less than I used to, but when I get to this place, this is, this is where I go. Again, Again, why, why are, are you, you self-inflicting all, all this shit? shit? Stop, Stop looking at your yearbooks. Stop, Stop looking up people from college. And I need to just come back into my own body, get out of my anxiety, and focus on what I can control, which in this case is recording an episode of this podcast, making a few phone calls, trying to plot my next steps with this. And honestly, I could write the fucking book proposal because if I'm being very honest... I am avoiding that like the fucking plague. <laughs> well, you're, you're avoiding, avoiding it like, like COVID-19. I'm avoiding it. And I think that's why I've jumped so much back into this podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking release two of these a week. Like I'll do an insane amount of work to like do this thing because there's this other thing that I need to be doing that I should be doing that I know is a big piece of the next step of the picture. But then I guess this is too, so I don't fucking know. I'm definitely avoiding it. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it in the next mm, week. No, mm, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it. I promise. I honestly think that there's nothing else that I have to share today. Yeah, you sure you don't want to ramble on and on and on some more? <laughs> <laughs> so I just will say rate and subscribe and like Leave a review, tell your friends, fucking do it, and whatever the fuck else I'm supposed to fucking tell you to do so that more fucking people might listen to this fucking thing. Thanks, Thanks bye. bye.